Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Dude, I'm not lying, man. Just going through just all of these cards for these for these worst top 10. I could probably make like a worst top 20. Yeah, I mean, and... you could. I, I did struggle to find a few. There were a few that were like, you know, they're not great, but like, they're not I terrible. Mean, <laughs> you know? Dude, that's all I'm saying. But you know what is great, Adam? Us being back for the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast. Good morning. I got my coffee. I'm ready to do this. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Yeah. I was tired, man. I had a long day yesterday. And, you know, we'll get to that because we had a, you know, we had a tournament yesterday. Seems like there was just a lot going on for the weekend. Um, and we'll go ahead and cover all that. We'll just dive right in like we always do. Adam, buckle up. You know what's coming. It's the news. All right, headlines today. We had an event here locally, uh, the Supernova Cup. Uh, what did you, Adam? You, uh, you and Mike actually did the um, did the stream for this. Are you y'all? I mean, well, Returners provided the stream. You and Mike did commentary. I actually got to play in the event. Uh, how was how were things on your end? Uh, it was good, other than the fact that I accidentally streamed to the Turks channel for like the first <laughs> five like five minutes because uh, mm-hmm. people like messaged me and they're like, "You're not live, dude." And I was like, oh, I'm definitely live because I could see it on my uh, monitor. Like, and, then, I'm, and I'm here doing it. Yeah, and then I realized um, I forgot to change the stream key at the beginning. That was the one thing I forgot to do. Uh, so mm. so the first part of the first match, which would be your match, uh, uh-huh. is going to pro- either not make it into the video or maybe Curtis will send it to me and I can edit it in. But it might not be in the video. Um, no, that's okay. You, you didn't miss much. I did not have, I did not have a great day of cards. Um, I actually got to play today, like I said. Um it was it was neat. It was a two deck format. Uh, we had sixteen people, which was really cool because they actually had prizes for top sixteen. So everybody got something. Yep. I mean, even I got something for streaming, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool, man. The prize support was insane. You know, Michael and Muhammad really put a lot of work into this thing and just really made it a special event. I don't think anybody walked out of there having a bad time. And uh, the shop it was at, Huzzah Hobbies, was a really really awesome facility man they had a, a snack bar that served beer so you know i was at home yeah and um just a large open space uh, and we were able to actually make a good streaming set even though they didn't have any like you know offices or a room that we could go in to do stuff we were still able to make a stream removed enough away from the event that um you know we could have we could have the match on stream and not hear the commentary you know what i mean yeah yeah i was far enough away and i and once the room like filled up, it was pretty hard to hear. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure, it was a really good time. Um, like I said, I got to play. I went, I went two and two. We had four rounds of Swiss with a top four cut, um, and we did the two deck format. Like I said, which was really it was I, some good and bad, right? Like I, I think it was neat to kind of change the pace of things. Mm-hmm. What I didn't like about it was it, it, sometimes you just got kind of backed into maybe a bad match, and maybe that was just maybe poor matchups or maybe just poor deck choice on my end but I, I don't i don't think the decks i chose were bad i went you know with earth the earth water stand by me list that's been really popular here that you know me and curtis have kind of been playing since the beginning of opus or since you know the official release of opus 7 um and then i played your uh lightning fire gilgamesh deck which was a lot of fun too yep but when i say i got kind of back into a bad matchup like if i won with the earth water deck and then i lost with the gilgamesh deck I could have been. I could potentially be forced into another bad matchup with that deck, or and vice versa. Yep. Um. 
So I, I guess it, it, and we'll talk more about that when we get into what, you know, the whole thing about worlds, because they have to use three decks and I can see how that can be just very, very taxing on just the way you have to build decks and approach matchups. But overall, I had a good day. I was extremely rusty, and you can see that from my first match on stream. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I'm moving my deck and my discard pile around to like make it easier for my opponent, but at the same time, I'm making it harder for me because I'm like putting my discards on top of my deck. I'm like, what the? I literally looked at my opponent. I said, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, you're not the only person that did stuff like that too. There are a few people <laughs> that obviously got kind of fatigued. I think, but it, mm. uh, I mean, we asked Curtis this too. Like, it was like, did it feel more like? mine taxing i guess mm -hmm. than a regular tournament yeah I, I thought it did because you had to you, you played a deck you, you know because whether you won or lost like i'm one of those people that when i play a match whether i win or lose i like to think about the match in my head really go over the plays go over the turns and see if maybe i could have done something better or maybe maybe i made the right move or maybe my if, you know i like to kind of speculate if my opponent had this how would that have changed but when you go to another deck, you like just kind of have to switch gears immediately. Yep. And you're playing a brand new 50 cards that you have to really think about like, all right, well, you know, I just got done doing this, but now I have to focus on this, 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 and this. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's tough because you do just have to start thinking about something else like almost immediately. And it, it's just, it, it wasn't my favorite, but I'll definitely play it again. You know, that format. Yeah, no, it looked like a lot of fun. Um, I would have played if I could play and stream at the same time, but that's just not possible. And mm -hmm. and I still want to continue to stream as much as we can. So like just alternating back and forth seems to work. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's I, that's why I think I was partially rusty too, because this was the first Opus Seven event outside of like our weeklies that I've gotten to play in, and it, it, it definitely showed. And, and not taking anything away from anybody that was there, because every we had a lot of people travel to this thing. Mm -hmm. We had some guys from Pittsburgh come. Uh, we had a new face from North Carolina show up. Um, you know, also a fan of the podcast. Shout outs to you, Joe. You're a good egg. <clears throat> uh, he was playing actually my favorite deck of the event. It was this crazy like Miracles Mill type deck. It was really neat. Um, definitely needs some fine tuning, but it was a really, really neat deck. So shout outs to him for playing that. Um, you know, we had Fredericksburg in the building. You know, we had Rich. Obviously, Richmond was there. So, you know, a lot of people came from this. And this was the kind of the culmination of these three weeks worth of events that we had. So, you know, it, 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 it's bittersweet because, you know, I love the fact that we've had all these events and people have been, you know, kind of had all eyes on us. But I'm also glad to kind of take a break here for a little bit, you know, and just play, like, play some games, play some, like, standard and just, you know, practice and learn some things and really just kind of explore, if that makes sense. Yeah, streaming three weeks in a row is also kind of exhausting. Oh, it's taxing, for <laughs> um, sure. But, I mean, it's not that I didn't have fun. Like, I had fun at every event, so... Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was a great, great time. And I can't I can't wait to do the next event, which I know I think the next one I know we've got on the books is the December Soldier Showdown event, which we'll we'll talk about more as that gets closer. Well, we'll be in attendance but, uh, at the title tournament. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have that on the first. That's in two weeks. Man, it just doesn't stop, does it? Yeah. Yeah. And that, I'm excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. But thankfully, like we don't have to do anything for that. We, we just get to show up and play. Which yeah, exactly. Kind of, yep. So that'll be really exciting. So that wasn't the only event. It looks like we had another event here, uh, a Japanese tournament that we've seen here on uh, Bond's Final Fantasy Corner. It looks like he's back. Yeah, so he did a Q&A with us this week. Um, yeah, he sure did. He yeah. sure did. Shout-outs to him, and I'm glad. It looks like he's, yeah, because I know he went on a little hiatus there, like right after Opus 5. Yeah, yeah, he went on a hiatus for a while, and it looks like, yeah, he's back now, So, which is good. Uh, I like I like when he posts things. It lets us get a good idea of like what Japan is doing. Mm-hmm. 
So. Yeah, and, and we, he posted. It looks it looks like the top four deck lists, and I hope we have these in order. Um, it looks like it was in first place. It was Windwater. Um, I, I have the list pulled up here. It's um, it's very different than what we you know what we would be accustomed to here. Yep. Because <clears throat> um, I see um, he's running Light Yuna, uh, Starter Garnet, uh, the Six Drop Titus, um, three Barts, uh, the three Drop Barts, which is fine. I think that card, you know, that card was an older. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you look at his summons either. I mean, he's got three Fanfrits. That's standard. Then he's Looks got like, two uh, Opus Five Leviathans. Ooh man, saucy! One, one Opus Six Leviathan, one Bismarck, mm -hmm. one Ultima, one Starter Valifor, and one Poo Poo. <clears throat> man. Man, talk talk about the one of fun of package. I mean, really, outside of your fanfrits, do you really does anything else really matter? Because you're probably you're probably sitting on a full grip like every time. Yeah, and I think a lot of this, like he's spreading this around to make use of starter garnet. I think more. Yep, I agree. And um, obviously, um, he's making taking advantage of the Oracle two drop. I'm a huge fan of that backup. Yeah, and then no Fasolia in this <clears throat> list at all. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah he's a. One, it looks like he's got one of the three drops of Dane. Um, yeah, one Lena. Very, very, very interesting list here. I would have liked to have seen, you know, just like the tournament, like what he played, how he played it. Because, you know, I mean, he's got Layla Vikings and Famfrit, so he's off to a good start already, right? Yeah. So that's a neat list. Uh, second place was a Mono Earth list. Uh, Vince, listen up. This is for you. Um, th this this looks like a lot of what we saw. I know you said it when we were looking at it. Very much like an Opus 5 Mono yeah. Earth list. Yeah, at the beginning of Opus 5, Mono Earth was something a lot of people were playing, and it was pretty heavy dark, and you'd see Cam and Chaos just as a tutor for Zodiac, and then yep. they would run the Opus 5 Gobranth, which is still <clears throat> yep. kind of core here. No Cam Lenot, though. Uh, mm -hmm. st still running Zodiac, Gobranth, uh, Chaos, Shadow Lord. And three Gaudis. Yeah, three, three of them. Count three, them up. Yep, three Gaudis. You got an Epitaph to search them. And then the other yep. new cards are Noctis, Asbadai, Yojimbo. I think. No, and he's got he's got uh the the Earth Searcher, yeah, the Force Kolka. Team. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's really all I see. Um, well, he's got yeah, Yojimbo, Asmodai. Yeah, you, you named them all. Um, really neat list. I mean, obviously he's using Ralbon as removal because he's got Ingus and Inacross to keep him alive. Um, you know, running three backup destruction hecaton chairs, or three miners, two totos, two like this is a very like top heavy backup list. Um, you know, obviously no Cecils there, which I think is goofy but you know yeah, but I, yeah they, they do things very very differently over there and like I, I, lists like this always intrigue me because i feel like when you look at them they look weird but when you go and try to play them you're like wow this thing runs super smooth yep and then uh third place it looks like it was another wind water list this one um a little bit more uh you know I guess what am I trying to say? A little bit more familiar, like stuff we would it, normally uh, see. Yeah, kinda, but like, look, they, they must love Opus Five Leviathan over there. No, big time. Because yeah, there's, th there's three, three in this list. There's three Moogles. There's three Poopoos. And a couple things too. One, um, I see he's got Pain Riku. I do see one card turned around backwards. Do they allow proxies at this tournament? Maybe. And uh, I'm seeing one Layla. Yeah, I mean that's a weird card to proxy because Riku is just a rare. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't whole, know. I mean, his whole deck looks foil from what I'm looking at, kind of on this picture. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to play a non-foil Riku. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I look. I respect that. I respect that. But this is another list that's running Oracle, um, Gladiator, obviously to recycle the uh, Vikings. 
Uh, it's running the Waka backup that buffs a twelve character. Uh, the bus, yeah, ten character, yeah, ten, character, ten, I mean, ten he, character, yeah. He's got. I just have Ondor on the brain. Exactly, yeah. He's got three, three, uh, ten forward. All, all the gold wings, obviously, and Yuna. So uh, the two yep. gold wings and Yuna, and it's it's the free pain, the mm-hmm. Opus Six Riku, and then the new legendary Yuna. Mm-hmm. That's what he's running. Well, she's now. running three of those. That that seems a little. Three seems a little excessive to me, but you know what do I know? Yeah, it's <clears> an interesting deck. Yeah, I, I think so too. And then uh, the last one. Oh, hey, look at that! Something talk about talk about a familiar face. I, I do love the way the deck spread out with Gesper and Thaumaturge just kind of off to the side. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Turbo Ice. So. Yeah, which is kind of funny because I mean, like the list is pretty standard: three Renoas, three Sid Allstains, three Genesis. Like, it, what's crazy is like if you take Gesper Thaumaturge out of the equation and you like look at the rest of the list, like the list doesn't look bad, but like it just shows you the impact that those those six cards have on the. Just like it's like literally taking one of the belts off of an engine in your car. Like it just it just doesn't work at yeah. that point. I mean, it just you, you can't abuse the stack anymore like you could with Gasper. Your card advantage is different, mm-hmm. uh, and then losing Thalmaturge kind of just really hurts your early game too. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's just it's just it's a. I, I think the deck is Mono Ice obviously isn't dead, but that Turbo variant. Um, is definitely not definitely not going to be you know playable anymore. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that, those are the two events. Um, and I know uh, another big thing. Speaking of events, we did get a lot of details this week uh, about worlds. And um, but before we dive into that, I know we did get. I don't know if we covered it on last week's podcast about the um, the Laswell promo at the Brave Exodus event. I don't think we did. Yeah, so apparently there's a Brave Brave Exodus Fan Fest event is happening uh, next weekend, or is that that's happening in the next? Uh, no, it's not next weekend. It's I want to say it's in two weeks. It's, it's December, yeah, it's December eighth and 9th. so three weeks. Three weeks, yep. That's and, um, <clears throat> and one of the things they have is, you know, if you're, you're you show up, you get, um, you know, there's kind of a cross promotion there with the trading card game. They have a, a alternate art Laswell promo that's only available at the Fan Fest. And then they have a Brave Exodus box that looks like it has Rain, Laswell, and I can't remember the girl's name. I feel terrible. Yeah, they both they both things look really sweet. I'm a little sad that um, the promo is only there and not at, at like LGSs. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's incentive to go. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, you know, it, it's an awesome promo, and I you know hopefully I can get you know if you, all you Cali guys if you listen to this, talk to your boy. I really want that promo and that box. So if you can get one, if you can get an extra one, ship it my way. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I just want the card. I mean, the deck box is sweet, but I just want the card. No, I, I want the card more than I want the box for sure. But um, I, I'll <laughs> poor K no los dos. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, you know, we got that, and then we also have uh, we got a lot of uh, information revealed about revealed about worlds. You can actually check this out on the um on like the official um, <clears throat> pardon me on the official trading card uh, trading card game webpage. Um, it has all of the players, you know, that are invited. So, you know, 33 players, um, you know, re- really diverse crowd here. A lot of household names, you know, from across the globe. So I think it's going to be a solid event. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's worlds, right? Like all these it, players it, are top notch. Uh, they had mm-hmm. to earn their spot to get there. Um, so yeah, it should be a pretty sweet event. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, um, so, and I know the event's going to be streamed. I know we're going to try to do a little viewing get-together and, you know, hang out with some friends, jam some cards, and watch Worlds. Um, and they also revealed uh, the prize breakdown. Um, 
what am I trying to say here? Like, I, I think I, I, I like, don't get me wrong. I think these prizes are great. I mean, we're talking gaming laptops, a switch tablets, um, I, an, an Oculus Rift. Um, yeah, I'll say it, I guess it, it's weird that none of it's Final Fantasy themed at all. Yeah, that, that, that's probably the nicest way to say it. Like, I, I, I look, I love I love the prizes. I absolutely love them. But I could get all of this stuff out of the Best Buy holiday catalog. Yeah. And like I said, it's not like the, the value of them is obviously great. Oh, it's great value. Um, and they're great prizes. You know, there is a little bit of a drop off. But I mean, that's, you know, it's got to be a drop off somewhere. You can't just give everybody the same thing. Yeah, you definitely drop off. Like, man, I'm. It's gonna be real rough if you're on the bubble for top sixteen, and then it's like because you, you go from you go from uh, Windows tablet to gaming mouse. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I wish it would have been a little bit more Final Fantasy themed. Like, even if the laptops or whatever had like Final Fantasy stuff on it, I don't know. Yeah, like, like a skin or some stickers, like or like the gaming mouse. If there was like a Final Fantasy fourteen gaming mouse, that'd be really dope. Like, the, yeah, like. Or like the, if there was like a switch that maybe you maybe you got like a, a download for a World of Final Fantasy Maxima on the if you got that with the switch something like that I, I think the like, well, the prizes are great there's just nothing there's nothing that you just can't walk into the store and buy like I don't I wouldn't need to go to London to get this you know what I mean Yeah exactly and you know but i overall i think you know I, but to me i'm not concerned about the prizes i'm concerned about the you know i want to see the play i want to see you know it's because it's a three deck format um which you know we'll kind of dive in here a little bit you know we were talking we've been talking about this you know two decks was hard to play this weekend i can't even imagine what these guys are having to do to try to figure out three decks with no overlap in you know in a short amount of time as well because I mean, it's next nats is next uh, nats Worlds is next week. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I mean, they've been prepping for a little while. Um, the only thing that, you know, they have to still worry about Turbo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely still have to worry about Turbo, which I, I feel like I feel like still having to worry about Turbo might actually make deck construction a little... Well, I don't want to say it makes it a little bit easier, but it gives you a real easy fallback to go to, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean... And I guess that's like a lead-in, right? To like we were gonna like kind of talk about what we would play if we were going. Oh, absolutely! Not that we're going. You know, we didn't make it there, but like, just to be, it's just cool to like think about like if we were going, like what would we bring? Yeah, because it's a good question. I, I think it's a good question that you can ask anybody who plays the game competitively, because you know it, it could be something that pops up at some point where it's like, all right, well here you go, here's your shot. By the way, you got to pick three decks to win this thing. What do you do, well, Adam? I'll open it up to you, man. What um. What three, if you were to, if you were invited to Worlds? You got your plane ticket. You got your invite. You're on the plane. You've got your three decks sleeved up. What are you playing? Well, I mean, the easy one is Turbo, right? I I, mm-hmm. I think if I'm at the World stage and I have to play three decks, I think it just and and you know Gaspar and Thalmaturge are still not banned. I think I'm bringing Turbo. No, absolutely. Um, it, it's just, I mean, it, it's definitely a harder deck to master. It's harder than people give it credit for, mm-hmm. but it's a very impressive deck. Uh, sometimes it just wins, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're playing a three deck format, uh, I'll take a deck that sometimes just wins, right? Yep, it, it shores up some of those matchups that you don't take into account. Because what one of the things I was talking about, and I know we talked about it at dinner last night, when you have you you have these decks, and you have to think about all your matchups, but now you also have to think about the matchups you know you won't see because of the way the like the deck rotation is, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, and I mean, like I said, like it's 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 a pretty predetermined deck. Like you know what it is. Yep. Um, I expect 
almost everyone to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I would expect probably at least 60% of the field to have that as one of their three decks. And that might be low. I might be low-balling it. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a pretty high percentage. My second deck, and I think this is probably the best deck going after. Mm-hmm. Like, once once Gesper and Thaumaturge bands are gone, I think this is going to be the best deck. And I don't, I don't think it's like turbo best deck, right? Like I think, I think it's way more fair. But I, mm-hmm. I just think that it's better than other things right now, and that's Mono Water Vasilia. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, like if our events are any indication of anything, um, it's a good deck, right? Because mm-hmm. it won two out of the last three events. Um, yeah, it, it just has all the answers, right? It just, it has, it just has really big beefy forwards. They all do stuff. Great summons. It has card draw. It it, has, it just has a. It has all. The, like, yeah. Need. It's just never bad at any point in the game, right? You mm-hmm. can play Layla Viking early and pressure. You yep. can play a backup and then play a Fasolia turn two, and now you're set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got like tons of ways to refill the board with Layla Viking and Lena. Mm-hmm. You got bombs like Cloud of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um. It and and then like yeah, Fasolia just keeps the board under control, mm-hmm. and. You just have tons of ways to abuse Fanfret, like Ephemeral Summoner, and right, and that's what makes Fasolia so dangerous in that deck is the fact that you you take you take the randomness out of what's coming off the top. You Ephemeral, you put a Fanfret on top, or a Choo-Choo Lane, or a Leviathan, and you're just like, all right, that's dead. Put that back in your hand, or also that's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, so. um, <laughs> if if you would have asked me last week, I probably would have picked something like Scions or something. But now, the more that I'm playing my new deck, I, I think I'd probably bring Lightning Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a deck that not a lot of people are going to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of interesting and tricky lines and a lot of math involved in the deck. Oh, it, absolutely. It doesn't win a lot, like every matchup. There's definitely some decks that give it a hard time. Mm-hmm. But it's explosive. Like Very. Yeah. Like you saw it yesterday, I think you won on like turn four or something yeah. like that. Like it, it, it's pretty nutty when it goes off. Um, oh, yeah. you, you see, you see the lines. You're like, oh my god, I can do this. I'm about to swing. I'm about to swing for four points of damage this turn. Yeah, I mean, so that that would probably be my third deck. That's kind of like my pet deck right now um, well, sure. that I've been messing with for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. Absolutely, and I, and I, I think all three of those are solid. I think Turbo is just Turbo because you know. At, at its worst, it's going to go fifty-fifty with something, and I like having I like I like having a deck where all the guesswork is gone. Like I can just play this; I, it's going to do what it's going to do. Like that, that's a deck that really doesn't deviate from matchup to matchup, right? Which is, you know, why I'm glad it's gone, and I, why I think it is a smart pick for worlds. And again, Mono Water, I think pound for pound is probably the best the best fair deck in the game. Yep. And I think once Turbo's gone, it will be the best deck in the game. Until until like the meta kind of shifts around it, if that makes sense. And then the uh, the fire the fire lightning deck is just super super explosive. Yep. So yeah, I guess the three I would take um, very similar actually. I know just just because you know I, I think it gives me the best chance to win. I would one hundred percent take Turbo with me. Just because you know I, it, it's also a deck that too like if you've played the deck and you have reps on the deck, it does it does make it a little bit easier for you to pilot. Um, I would also take uh, the Earth Water Stand by Me deck, which is I, I think that deck just has a, in the vein of Mono Water for so yeah, it just has a lot of lines, and then having having the ability to have Noctis in there to kind of do more mm-hmm. gives it a lot gives it a lot of life. And um, the third deck, I would probably look at like Mono Wind 
it, 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 it's tough. Like I, I'm on the fence on this one. I, I would either go mono wind or mono lightning. Yeah. I keep giving the nod to mono wind, but I do think mono lightning is a deck that really thrives in a multi-deck format. I really, truly do. Yeah, I, I actually, I don't know. I'm not sure how good Mono Lightning would be to bring, but I don't think it's bad. Like, the deck's still pretty decent. My worry with Mono Wind is that Turbo still exists in this meta, right, that they're playing right. in. And Absolutely. that that is, like, really bad for that deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you bring that, you're kind of just hoping that when you put that on the table, they don't put Turbo on the table. And, I mean, mm-hmm. your, your odds aren't terrible, right? There's a exactly. 33% chance that that happens. Um, right, and then and also in the same vein, that's the same thing with like mono lightning because mono lightning just folds up to Fasoya decks. Right, because everything's kind of small. Exactly. Um, so and you would play that hoping to avoid the Fasoya decks. Like it, it, th- this is where it gets tricky having to pick those three decks too, because right. you have to account for the bad matchups, but also maybe you don't run into those bad matchups because like I feel like mono wind has good matchups outside of turbo. Oh, I agree. I Same think it's going to be great. I think I think that uh, it's going to be poised pretty well once Turbo's out of the meta, because mm. Mono Wind can even get greedier too. Like I think even the list you're seeing now, I think it could probably get even greedier than that, mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't have to worry about the Turbo at all. Exactly, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I think the way you're going to have to beat Water is to probably get kind of greedy. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. So yeah, those are three I would take. Like I said I, I'm leaning more towards Mono Wind, but. You know me. You know I love to call the last second audible. I could easily see myself switching that third deck to Mono Lightning. Yeah, I think Scions is also a super safe pick. I know neither one of us picked that, mm-hmm. but I think yeah, it's I pretty safe. Oh yeah, like if I was gonna go, I would do. If I was gonna go like the three safest picks, like just just out of the blue, I would go Turbo, Mono Water, and Scions, like straight up, because I think those three are just safe, kind of cookie cutter in a sense. But like the deck still wins, right? You know. But yeah, so there's, I'm excited to see what people bring because I do think I do think there will be some really neat decks, but I also think there will be a lot of super super safe decks as well. Yeah, I mean it's the world stage. You feel I feel like you want to you want to take you can have the experimental decks, I but mean, I, I also I, think you take you take the comfort picks. Like yeah. it, it, it's Sunday dinner, you don't start <laughs> making wacky ass white people meatloaf. You uh, <laughs> you bring the hits, you bring the mac and cheese, you bring the collard greens. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I would probably be playing it really safe if it was me. Right. I, I would too. Karen, get your potato salad out of here. Who the hell puts <laughs> raisins in that? Get that out of here. Oh, but man. um, but no, it, I think it's really neat. And um, now as far as you know, it's we're we're gonna do quick hits, here. quick hits, quick hits. Who um, and this is before this is before the international version for before they got nerfed. Which north Which North American player do you see going the deepest? Oh man, can I pick two? I'll let you pick two. Okimoto and Dank would probably be okay. my two. That's fair. Um, and I, I, I can agree with that. Um, they're not my picks. Uh, well, one of them is. Um, and that the other one's the third. Just so not, It's not a knock on anybody. Um, I, but I think they they bring a lot of deck-building prowess and a lot of just really like strong leadership to the team to you know, really... Because you know, you know, they, they, they can talk about things. They can see lines. They can... Um, what am I trying to say? They they can get more people involved in like the testing process, and they they know what works and what doesn't. Yeah, uh, I gotta I gotta go with my uh, my Homer pick, man. I'm going the Ranch Master. I think you know I think Hunter is one of those players that you you, you can't count him out until he's out. Yeah, yeah, Hunter's strong. Like I said, every everybody there is strong. Um, I agree. I agree. I I, I could see. Like I said, even even like maybe the players that 
maybe quote unquote lesser known like your JTs and your Chris Neals. I think they're all super strong players. Like every, everybody, like if you look at this list of like the world's players, it's all just a bunch of studs. Like they're all just really, really solid, strong players, and no one's gonna fold up to anybody. Right. So you know, like we just we just want to make sure North America like gets they they, they it's, it, I think it's I think this is the year they shine. Second year, but I think. I think, you know, all joking aside, I think North America has the tools and the talent this year to to go deep. Yep. But, you know, it's going to be a fun event. That's next week. Like I said, I know we're going to be, you know, watching that and, you know, see, you know cheering the team on. <clears throat> and, you know, we'll see who wins the prizes. I'm excited, man. Can't wait. Yeah, I wanna, I'm excited to watch it, too, see what people will bring. Absolutely. But now we're going we're to switch gears a little bit. You know, that's, that's pretty much all of the news that we have, you know. Um, so we're going to switch gears. We last week we did our top ten best S abilities, and boy, do we have a do we have a just a barn burner this week. Um, we said we were going to do the worst, what we think are the worst ten. I'm pretty sure our lists are different. Oh, they're got, probably going to be extremely different Dude, this time. There are some turds, boy. <laughs> there are some turds. It was hard for oh. me to order them, and and like. I even feel like the more I look at it, I might reorder it, you know, but I'm going to go with what I have. Yeah, I'm doing the same because, like, as I look at it, I'm like, man, that might be worse than that. But uh, we're, we're going to just dive right in, my dude. We're going to – I'll start – I'll lead off this time. My number 10 <clears throat> is Undyne Cry from Styx. Okay. It's an Opus 7 win. It's a pretty much until the end of the turn, all Ford's opponent controls loses 5,000 power. You can only use this ability if you've received five points of damage or more. And it costs like an S two and tap. That is awful. Yep. And it's absolutely awful. Like I, th- I think sticks is an okay card, but like that S is just stupid. It's just bad. It's just terrible, terrible, terrible S ability. Yeah, it's not great, right? I mean, I think even when we reviewed that, we knew like it was really situational <laughs> and expensive. Absolutely, absolutely. And I read that one because we're probably gonna have to read all of these just because <laughs> they're so bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll probably. And what's your number? Yep. So my number ten is uh is Verbolton Eidolon, and that's uh old Katuna's uh S ability. Oof. Uh so it's S, two fire, tap, put five backups into the break zone. Cheap cost, right? Oh man. <laughs> Talk about value. <laughs> and break all the forage your opponent controls. I remember when this when we, we first saw this card, and we were like, Oh, that may maybe that's good. Fire got a board wipe, right? Mm-hmm. It breaking having to break five backups as a part of a cost. That's uh, ugh. Like, <coughs> you, I feel like you always lose out on that. Yeah, and then you know, obviously you're paying three CP, but the, I mean four technically if you count the copy of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, yeah, that's rough. I don't think that's worth it for a board wipe. Just run like Zodiac or something. Exactly. Take, just take the damage. It's like that. That's like that's like the equivalent of buying a 747 just to get the free peanuts. There's a lot more cost-effective ways to get it. Yeah, so that, that was my number 10. Yeah. Oof, that's just real That's just real bad. All right, my number nine, we got we got a good one here. Um, it's Bloodfest. Mm. Uh, and that's on the uh, Opus 1 Rare Yuffie. Um, it's choose up, it's S and tap. Choose up to three forwards. Divide a blistering 6,000 damage among <laughs> them as you like. Yeah, I actually almost put this on my list, um, but then I thought about it, and I was like, okay, well, at least it kills, like, Layla Viking, right? For sure. Now, I'm not saying that's great, I'm not saying that's great, but that was my reasoning for not being in the bottom ten. <clears throat> I don't think it's good, 
And no. also, I think a, a lot of issues with the S's we're going to probably name is that not only do these S's not aren't great, you have to play these cards that they're printed on, which also aren't great. Exactly. That has a huge influence on how, uh, on how awful these cards are. Yeah. All right, so what's your number nine? My number nine is Hammer Blow. So it's a Barrett S. Oof, oof. Uh, it's S and two Earth. Choose a four, deal at 4K. Barrett gains 4,000 power to it a turn. Like, so I, I would almost rather it say, like, maybe if he dealt 4K and gained first strike or something. Mm-hmm. That would make more sense to me. Sure. Uh, but, like, I don't know. Spending <clears throat> spending 4 CP to deal 4K, which isn't going to kill anything, and then you're going to give yourself plus 4,000 power doesn't seem great to me. No, because it, 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 it isn't. It definitely isn't. Yeah, we're just this, this is just getting this is getting cringier by the pick. Um, so we're gonna move right on to number eight. Uh, my number eight is Legion of One. It's on the uh, the lightning promo, like the uh, yep. the, the one that's uh, just a promo. Because guess what? This S ability is the only text that she has. She's a five CP nine K vanilla ass vanilla ass card, and it's just for S and one activate lightning. She gains first strike until the end of the turn. Whoop de shit. This card, this card does nothing. Yeah, it's you're, awful. You're paying for another, basically another forward to give her first strike. Exactly. Seems seems real loose, Jim. Yeah, uh, my number eight is uh, ultimate jack shot. So it's only this like low. I think this S ability sucks. Oh, it's awful. Because it actually like just straight up breaks something. That's my only reason why it's like this low. But mm-hmm. the main reason why I think it sucks is it just like goes against what the card does, right? <laughs> So Jack mm-hmm. Jack gets buffed for all the forwards your opponent controls, and then his S breaks a forward. Yeah, to, you're <laughs> literally making him worse to get something off the board. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like, and it costs basically five. You know, a copy of himself, a fire, and two colorless, and you have to tap him. So he's a yeah, five CP that you have to tap, and then pay basically five for it to break something. Yeah, that's uh, that that one's actually on my list a little bit higher. Absolutely awful. All right, we are moving now to number seven. Here's a here's a good one. Um, Inferno. This is on the six CP Rubicante. It's just an S. It says choose a forward, deal it four thousand damage. Ooh, now we're cooking with gas. And uh, Rubicante gets plus two thousand power till the end of the turn. Bleh. Maybe I should have put that over the Barrett one actually. <laughs> yeah, this one is this one is just absolute bleh on an absolute bleh card. Yeah, it's not great, right? Yeah, it just like there's there's like nothing to say about that. Like, like <clears throat> it's just like just reading it is bad enough. I guess it's cheaper than Barrett, right? At least it just costs an S. <clears throat> yeah, sure, but yeah. <laughs> but it's also like Rubiconte costs six. Exactly, and it just seems just ugh, it was just just cr- cringe it up. Go yeah. ahead with your number seven. So mine is uh, Dragoon's Pride. It's a Kane S. Ooh, yeah, that one's terrible too. So. First off, I mean, again, like I, there's other reasonings like why. So this can cost this quite this card costs six, mm-hmm. right? Which is pretty expensive in this game. Uh, then his S is S and two lightning, so that's kind of like four CP, and he has to tap himself. So you're you're mm-hmm. tapping your you're tapping your guy you just paid six for. Choose a forward, break mm-hmm. it. Okay, that sounds great, right? Mm-hmm. Kane does not activate during your next active phase. It's like sweet. So like, I broke something and I don't get to use it again. Yeah, like Adia, right? Adia mm-hmm. costs six. Her power mm-hmm. level is a little bit lower than Kane's. Her mm-hmm. S costs a little bit more, but she doesn't have to tap herself, mm-hmm. and she's still ready. <clears throat> she's still ready to block. And like, I don't know. There's just more reasons to play Adia, and like this card, yeah, 
I don't know. Yeah, it, it goes back to that 747 for the free peanuts, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's just a bad, bad ability. And the fact that you just kind of take Kane out of commission for that is just bleh. Yep. All right, so my number six. Um, this is, I think, the only S ability that is that has that shares a name with another one. I don't know if that uh, I don't know if that uh, narrows it down for you. I'm talking about escape. Yeah, my, that's on my list too. <laughs> yeah, and that's anyway. I'm not talking about the Riku one. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I'm yeah. talking about the one on the the shitty Edward backup. Um, he's a three CP backup that you know ice one and tap your opponent discards a card from their hand that you can only use on your turn. So it's like a worse Gesper or like a worse any other card that makes you discard. Then the fact for an S, you can protect it. Like that that's a, like like if you're using that card, I'm just like I'm questioning what you're doing. Even like in a casual setting, I'm like. Why? Like, why? Why would this card ever be in the backup line when the other Edward is just so much better? Yeah, yeah, that's on so, my list too. It's a little bit higher up. Yeah, it's just, it's just oof. It just because I, I think Riku's escape is actually okay. Yes, yeah, but decent. this one just oof. Yeah, uh, my my next one is uh, No Mercy, so it's a Cipher S. Mm-hmm. So it's S and three Lightning. Break all mm-hmm. fours, cost two or less. My issue with this is like it's it's not terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not great, but like Shadow Lord is a card. Yep. Uh, Shadow Lord costs less than this S ability. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Shadow Lord's probably going to kill something else on top of those two drops. Yeah, exactly. So I don't really, I don't know. Like, I don't really think you'd want to run like extra ciphers to be able to do this. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. one's actually on my list as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit higher. A little bit higher. Yeah, they, these are. Oh God, these are just these are just making me like shiver just talking about them. They're bad. All right, now we're getting into the, what the top five worst. The top five worst. My number five is actually ultimate jet shot for every reason that you said before. I, I don't like. I don't like a card. I don't like. Here's the thing. I don't like the. A lot of these S abilities are bad. I don't like an S ability that's legit counterproductive to the card that it's printed on. Yeah, and that is one hundred percent what this is, and it's just expensive, and you make the forward that you're playing and already not great forward. You're making him worse for using it. Yep. So oof. Yeah. What's your number five? My number five is escape. Uh, for <laughs> pretty much all the reasons that you said, it's like, why do I want to protect this card at all? Like no. you just spent three CP to Hecaton chair, my Edward, or you spent eight CP to dark step off my Edward. Why am I going to spend an extra copy of Edward to protect my Edward? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Just, it, just to get the last word in. That's why. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, awful. Awful. So speaking of awful, we're going we're, we're moving on to number four. Uh, we got my man Quincy coming in hot <laughs> with the snacks. This is a bonus uh, too. <laughs> this one is eat. Yeah. So Quincy with the snacks. So it's it's a uh, Quinna's special. Uh, just for an S, choose a four opponent controls, which has been dealt damage this turn. Super specific already. And, and now, it's, now, now this is where it jumps, just, just really goes off the damn rails. If that forward has a special ability or an action ability, break it. Yeah, so this is this is on my list, too. I get, it's, on, it's, on, it's on the body of a 4CP 5K. Yeah, it does get plus 1K for each card in your hand. But yeah, sure. it, it, again, that's like still, you know, not great. Um they were trying to keep this card flavorful, and I get it. Ha, flavorful, that's funny. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, like she eats things and steals their abilities. But she's mm-hmm. not but she's not stealing their ability, right? Like she just eats mm-hmm. it and that's it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Quincy just eating up all the snacks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> my number four is uh, slots. Um, Oof. So here's a couple things. Okay, so first off, it's a three CP five K forward, which is mm-hmm. already already not good. Uh, mm-hmm. Its entry ability sucks. So I mean, the card's already kind of bad. Mm-hmm. I played this in title for a little while. It was okay. Um, for S and one lightning and tap, uh, remove the top card of your deck from the game. If it's a forward, deal seven K to all active forwards upon controls. Mm-hmm. How does this card exist and strongest sword exist in the same set? Like, how how is that possible? <sighs> I'm all shoulders at this point. <laughs> all right. Yeah, like like this costs more than strongest sword. Mm-hmm. There there are less copies of Kate Sith than Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. This card doesn't have Brave. It's not on Curve. Gilgamesh is Brave on Curve. <laughs> and then it's, its damage is also situational to active forwards. Yeah, there is there is clearly no reason to play that. Like, at all. Yeah, it's not good. It's awful. It is absolutely awful. Oh, man. So now, now, now we're really getting, like, deep cuts territory here. My, uh, my number three is one you see as my number three. Because it is, A, you've got to be playing that Cypher, which is 1,000% the worst Cypher of the bunch. Yep. Like, it's not even... It's a no contest. All of the other versions of Cypher are playable. This one is not, and his S ability is useless. Because chances are, if you're worried about two drops, you're just playing Shadow Lord instead, who just deals with it so much better. Yeah, he's cheaper, and he's a better forward. He's Correct. Cheap, he's cheaper than the S, and he's a better yes, forward. exactly, and that blows my mind. Like, the card's just bad, S is just bad. We're just gonna, I'm going to move on to your number three. Uh, my number three is kind of related to my number four. So my, mm-hmm. my number three is Inspire. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I, again, I played this in my title deck because I was playing 5K Sith at the time, and it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in Standard, which is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. the one CPK Sith's okay, right? But I don't need to search mm-hmm. it. No. Uh, and what Reeve does is S-Tap, search for, for one card named K Sith, add it to your hand. Uh, so, like, he's a 2CP backup that literally does nothing other than that. Yeah. I mean, he can't be chosen by summons and abilities, but again, like, Edward, like, why do I care? You wanna, exactly. If you want to archer this, by all means, mm-hmm. have at it. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't care about saving this card. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe if another K Sith comes out, he won't be terrible. Like, But that K Sith mm-hmm. has to be, like, extremely good. Exactly. For me to run, like, run three of this card. So... <clears throat> that's funny because uh, uh we're just gonna, we're gonna keep that train going because my number two is actually inspire like okay. I, why why do i want to waste a copy of a card to get a card that's chances are just a one of in the deck that if you draw it, it's fine because like, there are some there are some lists that run like a one of kate Sith just because it's like i'm gonna play that you're gonna lose the game yep but it's not like it's not like a blowout play if that makes any sense yeah, it's not. And if, I, and if I'm running three of this guy, I just I think I just deserve to lose. Yeah, I mean it won me some games in title, but the only reason I played it in title is because seven backups are kind of garbage. They're not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, also you can get the cat Sith that blows up like the one drop of Ochres and all yeah, that, that stuff. That's it's the one with the important in title. Yeah, that's the one with the S ability, the slots. Yeah, yeah. and that like just com- standard, just not even playable. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, I think we're gonna move on to number one. And if, well, my, if, I, if I, didn't, wait, I didn't do my number two yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay, go ahead with your number two. <laughs> my number two is Quincy with the snacks, too. Ooh, Quincy coming <laughs> through with the snacks. Quincy to homie. Shout yeah, out. It's just bad. Uh, like like you said, like it's so situational. Like every The more you read the special, you're just like, when am I going to use this? It's, it's, Never. <laughs> it's cheap. But then like mm-hmm. it has to be out, right? 
So like I get well I guess you could like play it and S the same turn, but then you have to have like two uh Quinnas in your hand. Um yeah. I don't And then know. you have to have a damage forward. That's the other thing too. Yeah, and it's in water. Like that's yeah. that's like a lightning ability. Like it's just so weird. Yeah. Qu- Quincy ain't getting no snacks in my deck, that's for sure. Yeah. Quincy is not getting the snacks. Well that that's good. I guess that now that brings us to number one. I have a pretty strong inclination that our number one is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say, is it Celestial Stasis? It is. And I actually, the more I think about it, I might actually like swap this and eat. And maybe it's, yes. maybe Inspire is worse. But again, like this list is like, I don't know. Like it's hard. It was hard to do to figure out like mm-hmm. what is worse. Because uh. There's a lot of awful ones out there. And I, I think there's there. You could make a whole nother top 10 of worse abilities that are completely different from these. Yeah, you could, for sure. But Celestial Stasis for S, 3 Ice, and Tap. It's on the Orin backup. Uh, Orin from Final Fantasy Tactics. Dull all the forwards your opponent controls. That, what? Yeah, and that, that's his only text on the card. Yep. Um, he costs three, so he's not mm-hmm. like a super cheap backup. And then mm-hmm. this is asking you to run th- probably three of him, right? Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're just playing a blank 3 CP backup. Why the hell would you do that? Mm-hmm. And then on and top of that, there's nothing to break itself either, which is yeah. unfortunate. And then on top of that, yeah, it, it's basically five CP a tap. Like, would you play a summon that costs five CP that dulled all your opponents' forwards? Nope. I'd rather just play two Shivas and dull four because that's chances are all they're going to have on the board anyway. Yeah, like I mean, I think it would be like borderline playable, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, like exactly, like Shiva's just a better card. Two CP dull mm-hmm. two. Is gonna win you just as many games probably as five CP dull all. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I agree with that. Now, if it said like dull and freeze all opponents, oh, it'd be good. Yeah, I think it'd be better. But like even still, it's a steep. It's a steep price for. for yeah, now, it's rough when your only text on your card is an S. Like that, yes. it's not. It's not good. Like no. I mean, if you think about like a lot of the cards that have like really good S's, usually they do something else. Also, they're not just there. Like obviously, like there are cards where you're playing them because the S is that good. But mm-hmm. like you know, like Vincent has that ability, right, where he doesn't get broken by things that don't do damage. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. this guy's legit only text is his S. Yeah, and and that's kind of been a common thing among, theme amongst a lot of these. Like sometimes their only text is S. And, like, the rest of their stuff is irrelevant. Like, Reeve, yeah, the yeah. lightning promo, this guy. Like, these, these, these are what we call binder busters, man. These are, these are when you have piles of these cards in your bulk, they, they, they just collect dust in your binder. Like, you're, you're never going to use it. Like, these cards, like, for the most part, these cards aren't even title play. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the thing with, uh, like, we didn't mention this in the two videos, but, like, Kamari, right? Mm-hmm. The one that steals S abilities? Yep. Um, if he had actual text that was good... Mm-hmm. I think people would actually like he'd be a cute play, right? Mm-hmm. But you literally can only play him to steal other people's s's. Like that's all he does, right? And it just it just seems just it's not it's just not worth the card slots. Like as more sets come out, as more as decks just get better, the the spot the spots get tighter, and you you just don't have the space for the cute tech cards or the cute plays anymore. Because more times than not, you're just going to get blown up for it. Yeah. So I don't know. The, 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 this one, this one was awful to put together. Like I, I felt, I felt like it, it's just one of those things that you're looking through the, the the sets of cards and you're like, why, 
why is this a card? Why does I, I get it? Like it's like those filler cards that they just have to put in to round out a set. Mm-hmm. But man, and I mean man. to be to be fair, like they are flavorful, right? Like we said, you know, no no pun intended with Quincy, right? <laughs> Quincy the homie. <laughs> and I, we know the name of the thing is Quinta, by the way. Like we're calling it Quincy on purpose. Yeah, it, that, that, that that's that, that's uh. That dates back to the uh, Cecil Cup. If you want to go on to the, the Returners Twitch channel and watch that video, things get off the rails when we start talking <laughs> about Quincy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like, I mean, the Dragoon Pride thing, right? Like, I'll just touch on this really quick. Like, mm-hmm. it's flavorful because when Kane jumps, like, he's he's gone for a turn, right? Sure. And that's kind of what they're going for. Um, escape, right? Ed- Edward's constantly, like, running away. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, K-Sith slots is supposed to be kind of random. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reeve, oh, that it is. Yeah, Reeve is Kasis, so like searching for it makes kind of sense. You know, from afar, that's what he does. Um, eat. I mean, that's like I already talked about that. That's pretty flavorful too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, so even the bad ones are pretty flavorful. It's just they're still bad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just <clears throat> not good. Not good at all. Man, man, oh man. So what a week, man! This has been um this has been a lot of fun. I know next week I am just amped amped to uh, talk about you know worlds. Pretty much next week our podcast is going to be primarily following up on worlds and talking I, about what we have seen so far. Yeah, depending on I'm not sure what time it ends on Sunday. We might have to record maybe late mm-hmm. late Sunday or mm-hmm. early Monday well, maybe because I don't want to. Skip- I don't want to no, not cover. I don't want to not cover worlds. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I want to. That's pretty much what I want the whole episode to be. Just you know, new. Like it's just going to be all about a world's recap. And uh, they do have the like the schedule posted for the weekend on the Final Fantasy, the Square Enix Final Fantasy card uh, TCG page. It's got the the rundown from Friday, which you know, just to kind of to wrap this episode up. You know, Friday just seems like it's just kind of a a for, for the players thing. You have your registration, you have your opening ceremony. Uh, quiz with two Z's and uh, drinks. So sounds like they're going to be playing a thumbs up, seven up with actual seven up. Um, Saturday it has the breakdown of you know when the doors open, uh, the round round time, start and stop times, uh, break times. Uh, it looks like they are doing five rounds of Swiss, mm-hmm. and then they're doing uh, looks like top uh, yeah top uh, top eight cut. So and then top eights on Sunday and then, you know quarter they do quarterfinal matches then they take lunch break then they do semifinals then they do grand and petite finals and then they do top eight prizing and closing ceremony. Nice. Yeah, I'll um, just have to convert that time to our time. Yes, yes, that is over in uh, London. So it's going to be probably super super early for us. Yeah. So, but that's okay. But you know, I, I'm I'm really excited. This week will be a nice little build up. I can't wait to see what everybody brings to the table. It's gonna be a good time, for sure. But uh, other than that, man, I, I need to wash the taste of those terrible s abilities out of my mouth. So I'm, that's all I've got for this week. Yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for watching. As always, next week we will be back, same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> see thanks you for later. listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.